Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. Welcome back to another episode of the Collard Tech Directory podcast. It is episode 13. This is quite a special episode. I say that every time I realize, like every single time. I'm like, this is a special episode because whatever. But this one is actually special because I just recently hit a year on YouTube. Back on Thursday was the one year anniversary of my YouTube channel, which is really exciting, but also really strange because it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Usually when I try and start new things like that, it doesn't really last very long. So I'm surprised we've made it this far. But the rest of this episode is just going to be a typical episode. Like, what else are you really expecting? Today we're going to be talking about the future of the Mac. This is a sequel to episode 3, which was back in October, where we talked about the future of the M1. And now we're going to do the same with the M2. And as sequels typically are, this will probably be slightly worse, if not way worse, than the original. So of course, to start off, we have the M2. Of course, this is already in the 13-inch MacBook Air and 13-inch MacBook Pro that were already released. I don't really think the 13-inch MacBook Pro has a reason to exist, especially with the recent reports of the fact that the base model has an SSD that's half the speed of the previous MacBook Pro. So don't buy it at all, especially because the MacBook Air is newer and cheaper. Now let's get into products that haven't been released yet that the M2 could come to. Starting with a 15-inch MacBook. This is something that people have wanted for quite a while, and I think this would be really cool because right now, in order to get a display that is larger than 14 inches on a laptop from Apple, you have to buy the 16-inch MacBook Pro, which starts at $2,500. So for consumers who want a large display on a laptop, that's not really a suitable option. Average consumers can't justify spending even over $2,000 on a laptop. But if Apple made a 15-inch MacBook that wasn't Pro and just had the basic M2 chip but still offered a large display, I think that would be really popular and would take the place of the outdated and unnecessary 13-inch MacBook Pro. Sorry, I'm still salty about that. Anyway, of course, we'll also see the M2 make its way into the Mac Mini. That's no big surprise. And we should also see it in the 24-inch iMac as well. As far as the specs of the M2, since we already have devices with the chip, we know exactly what to expect. It has an 8-core CPU, a 10-core GPU, 8 cores on the binned version. So that's the same number of GPU cores compared to the M1, but that's a 25% increase in the number of GPU cores. So we have an 8 or a 10 core GPU compared to the M1, which had either a 7 or an 8 core GPU. 
Moving on to the M2 Pro, this of course will be featured in the 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros. Believe it or not, that's actually the only two devices that feature the M1 Pro currently, but we could see the M2 Pro make its way into a few more devices, including a slightly more Pro version of the Mac Mini to sort of bridge the gap between the M1 Mac Mini and the $2,000 Mac Studio with the M1 Max. We could also see the M2 Pro make its way into a larger size of the iMac, likely an iMac Pro. And it really surprised me when during the M1 generation, Apple did not release any kind of larger sized iMac. They sort of left that alone and eventually got rid of the existing Intel 27-inch iMac without replacing it. So I hope that at some point this year or in 2023, we'll see some kind of larger iMac, a more pro iMac, likely with an M2 Pro chip. As far as the specs for the M2 Pro, of course, this chip is not out yet, so everything else in this video is speculation. But we're expecting the M2 Pro to have a 12-core CPU and a 10-core binned version, and then a 20-core GPU and 18-core binned version. So this increases the CPU cores by 20%, and just like with the M2, it increases the GPU cores by 25%. This is compared to the previous M1 Pro, which has a 10-core CPU, 8 on the binned version, and a 16-core GPU, 14 on the binned version. Next, we have the M1 Max. This will also make its way into the 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros. No big surprise there. We should also see it in that iMac Pro we were talking about earlier, as well as the Mac Studio when that gets updated. The M1 Max has the same number of CPU cores and double the number of GPU cores compared to the M1 Pro, and that's a trend that we should see continue with the M2 Max. So the M2 Max will feature a 12-core CPU, just like the M2 Pro, and a 40-core GPU, double what the M2 Pro will offer. And the M2 Max will also come with a 30-core GPU binned version. This, just like the M2 Pro, increases the CPU cores by 20% and increases the GPU cores by 25%. This is compared to the M1 Max, which featured a 10-core CPU, and a 32-core GPU, 24 on the binned version. And finally, we have the M2 Ultra. This will, of course, make its way into the Mac Studio. The Mac Studio is currently the only Mac that features the M1 Ultra, but we should also see the M2 Ultra make its way into some sort of Mac Pro in addition to an even more powerful chip that we have yet to see. So the M2 Ultra should also follow the same pattern as the M1 Ultra, where it doubles everything from the M1 Max. So we'll have a 24-core CPU, as well as an 80-core GPU, 60 on the binned version. The M2 Ultra, just like everything else besides the regular M2, increases the CPU cores by 20% and the GPU cores by 25%. So with all of these predictions, the CPU cores have increased by 20% besides the regular M2, which stayed the same, and everything, including the M2, increased the GPU cores by 25%. This means the chips are scaling 
linearly. I want to talk a bit about the Mac lineup and some of the gaps that it has that will hopefully be filled in in the future. So for laptops, of course, we have the M1 MacBook Air at $999. We have the brand new M2 MacBook Air at $1199. We have the 13-inch MacBook Pro, which really shouldn't exist, at $1299. And then we have the 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros at $1999 and $2499, respectively. For desktops, we have the Mac Mini at $699, the Mac Studio at $1999, and the Mac Pro which no one should really be buying right now because it's the only Mac Apple is currently selling with Intel. And then for all-in-one desktops, we have the 24-inch iMac at $12.99. So now let's break down those free categories, laptops, desktops, and all-in-one desktops even further by chip. And right now I'm only going to be talking about the M1 because that is a fully completed transition which will give a better picture of what to expect with M2. For an M1 laptop, we have the MacBook Air. For an M1 desktop, we have the Mac Mini. And for an M1 all-in-one desktop, we have the 24-inch iMac. For an M1 Pro laptop, we have the MacBook Pro. And then we don't have a desktop or an all-in-one desktop for the M1 Pro. And those are gaps that I think need to be filled. So for an M2 Pro desktop, we could likely see a Mac Mini fill that role. And then for an all-in-one desktop, we'll likely see that in the form of a larger iMac or iMac Pro. And then moving on to the M1 Max, for a laptop, we have the MacBook Pro again. And then for a desktop, we have the Mac Studio. And then we still don't have an all-in-one desktop with an M1 Max. So during the M2 transition, this gap will likely be filled by an iMac Pro or larger sized iMac of some kind. Now for the M1 Ultra, we don't have a laptop, which makes sense because the M1 Ultra is probably too powerful for that. And then for a desktop, we of course have the Mac Studio. And then we don't have an all-in-one desktop with an M1 Ultra, which at that performance level probably isn't needed. But if it were to be filled, it would likely again be filled by a larger sized iMac. So this tells us that the all-in-one desktop category needs the most attention because we only have the 24-inch iMac and that only has the M1 chip. And also the M1 Pro is the only chip that isn't in a desktop, so we'll likely see an M2 Pro Mac Mini later on. So now that we've made some of these predictions, let's dive a bit deeper into the configurations for each of these products. Of course, we have the 13-inch MacBook Air with the M2 chip. This was already released, so I'll go through this pretty quickly. The first configuration is an M2 chip with an 8-core CPU, 8-core GPU, 8 gigabytes of memory, and 256 gigabytes of storage for $1199. And then we have an M2 chip with an 8-core CPU, 10-core GPU, 8 gigabytes of memory, and 512 gigabytes of storage for $1499. And then we have the 13-inch MacBook Pro with an M2 chip. This features an 8-core CPU, 10-core GPU, 8 gigabytes of memory, and 256 gigabytes of storage for the price of $1299. And then the second configuration features an 8-core CPU, 10-core GPU, 8 gigabytes of memory, and 512 gigabytes of storage 
for $14.99. That's the exact same specs as the higher tier MacBook Air, which has more features. That doesn't make any sense. Now let's talk about products that haven't been released yet. We have the 15-inch MacBook with an M2 chip. We don't know if it's going to be a MacBook Air or just called MacBook. We'll have to wait and see. This should feature two configurations as well, an M2 chip with an 8-core CPU, 10-core GPU, 8 gigabytes of memory, and 256 gigabytes of storage for $14.99, and then an 8-core CPU, 10-core GPU, 8 gigabytes of memory, and 512 gigabytes of storage for $17.49. Maybe it'll be $16.99 or $17.99, so I just put it in the middle. Then we have a Mac Mini with the M2 chip. This would feature two configurations as well. For the rest of these, I'm not going to read out the full configurations. They'll, of course, be up on the screen but I'm just going to abbreviate things as much as I can. I'll always do everything in the same order. So I'll start with CPU cores, then GPU cores, then memory, then storage. For a Mac Mini with the M2 chip, we'll have two configurations. The first will be 8, 10, 8, 256 for $6.99, and then the second will be 8, 10, 8, 512 for $8.99. Next, we have a 24-inch iMac with M2. This, unlike the others, will have three configurations. The first will have an 8, 8, 8, 256 for $12.99. Next, 8, 10, 8, 256 for $14.99. And finally, 8, 10, 8, 512 for $16.99. And the M2 chip across all the devices that it's in will be available with up to 24 gigabytes of memory and up to two terabytes of storage. Next, we have the M2 Pro chip. Starting with the Mac Mini with an M2 Pro chip, this would feature 10, 18, 16, 512 for $13.99. And then the second configuration will have a 12, 20, 16, and one terabyte of storage for $16.99. Moving on to the 14-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Pro, we'll have 10, 18, 16, 512 for $19.99 and 12, 20, 16, one terabyte for $24.99. Now you will be able to purchase a 14-inch MacBook Pro with an M2 Max, but that won't be a stock configuration. You'll have to do a build-to-order configuration in order to get that. Then the 16-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Pro, we'll have two configurations for that as well. First, a 12, 20, 16, 512 for $24.99, and an M2 Pro with 12, 20, 16, one terabyte for $26.99. Next, we have an iMac Pro with an M2 Pro chip. This will feature a 12, 20, 16, one terabyte for $22.99. And of course, the M2 Pro chip as a whole will be available with 32 gigabytes of memory and up to eight terabytes of storage across all of the devices. Moving on to the M2 Max, we have a 16-inch MacBook Pro with 12, 40, 32, one terabyte for $34.99. And of course, like I said, the 14-inch MacBook Pro can also get the M2 Max, but that's not a stock configuration. Next, we have the iMac Pro. This will be available with an M2 Max with 12, 30, 32, 512 for $26.99 or 1240 32 one terabyte for $29.99. And then finally, we have the Mac Studio, which will be available with an M2 Max with 1230 32 512 
for $19.99. And the M2 Max across all of the devices will be available with up to 64 gigabytes of memory and up to 8 terabytes of storage. Finally, we have M2 Ultra. We'll have a Mac Studio with M2 Ultra, which will have a 2460, 64, 1 terabyte for $39.99. And the M2 Ultra chip across all of the devices that it's in will be available with up to 128 gigabytes of memory and 8 terabytes of storage. Finally, we have the Mac Pro. Now, we don't even have a Mac Pro with Apple Silicon yet, so it's far too early to predict what it will look like during the M2 generation but it should have maybe like an M2 Ultra chip as well as an even higher end chip than that to satisfy the really high-end Pro customers. So yeah, that's what the future of the Mac is looking like right now. I'm really excited to see what Apple offers in the future with M2 devices. We don't really know exactly when these will release. I would imagine that Apple would finish releasing M2 devices before moving on to M2 Pro, then M2 Max, then M2 Ultra, similar to what they did with the M1 launch. So an M2 Mac Mini and a 24-inch iMac with the M2 will likely be the next two Apple Silicon Macs that we see. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly had a lot of fun making it, and I will see you in the next one. Bye!